Thank you for tuning in to Mentor Moments. A good mentor can have life-changing impacts on you and your career. We know that not everyone has someone they can call a mentor. So that's why this podcast brings you insightful advice from executives and leaders to help you grow personally and professionally. My name is Alex Keon, and let's get right into today's episode. Welcome back to Mentor Moments. I'm so excited to have you here with us because today marks the first episode of season two. It's been over a year now since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, and we have seen it have countless impacts on almost every facet of life. The pandemic turned the job market on its head, and although data shows hiring is improving, the effects of COVID are still being felt, both in terms of how companies are managing the workplace and how they're hiring employees. This season, we're talking to leaders about the changes COVID has brought to the hiring landscape and how you can navigate these changes. Joining us for our first episode this season is Thomas Rajan. He is the Vice President of Global Talent and Total Rewards for American Airlines. In his role, Thomas oversees areas such as employee benefits, talent acquisition, performance management, and more. Thank you for joining us, Thomas. Thank you, Alex. It's a pleasure. So I want to start this interview off by first hearing about what was the journey that led you to become the Vice President of Global Talent and Total Rewards for American Airlines? Well, Alex, it's a it's a fun story. It's a long story, so I'll give you the movie trailer version. Um, so I'm an immigrant to this incredible country. Uh, I was blessed to have the opportunity to come with my family many, many, many years ago. And I will tell you, my first trip across the Atlantic Ocean, the first time I set foot on American soil, was off an American Airlines plane from Heathrow to Miami. And that was where my American story began. And, you know, a few years later, uh, the first job I ever had was with a company called America West Airlines that later became American. A few years after that, the first time that somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, we believe in you enough to go lead people was when I became a manager at US Airways, which was an airline that then later became American. And now about five years ago, I came back to the airline to help lead uh, all of our global learning functions. And then about a year ago, uh, was given the tremendous uh, privilege and responsibility to help lead um, a broader portfolio within HR uh, and helping oversee all of our uh, recruiting functions, as you've mentioned, compensation benefits, and then all of our analytics and to serve our team members all over the world uh, with that. So it's it's a journey. I will tell you that, you know, all those years ago, um, stepping foot onto American soil, I would have never imagined all these years later to be sitting in this spot. But I'll tell you, being where I am now, I can't imagine being anywhere else. That's certainly a beautiful and inspiring story. And I think I read, actually, you have a map uh, that was on the plane that you first came over on. Is that correct? Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Um, you know, that that first plane ride I took, there was a map at the front door. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I remember my earliest memory when I thought about it was, what did I want to be when I grew up? Um, I wanted to be a pilot. And uh, I still have an essay that I wrote. I still have a picture of me with a 
you know, at that point, all I could get was a ship captain's hat. But you know what? I was like, <laughs> never mind. I'm still going to wear that. And I have a picture of me standing in an airport just watching people. I grew up in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. My parents had moved there from India uh, many, many decades ago. And so it's such an expatriate community that you were always at the airport. You know, you were either going to drop somebody off at the airport or you were going to the airport excitedly to pick somebody up. And oftentimes the flights were always in the middle of the night. And I loved the electricity of being in the airport. And you may not remember, but maybe some of your your listeners would remember, there used to be a time when the boards and airports weren't digital. And there used to be the sound of when the flights would change on the board. Right. Um, that still rings in my ears. That is such a powerful memory. And... I loved anything to do with that. So when I got on that plane and I saw that map, I was just so amazed and I was looking at it. And I, to this day, I don't know the answer why, but at the end of the flight, the flight attendants, uh, there were four of them on that plane, they rolled up the map and they came to my seat and they gave it to me. And I, I still have it to this day. The ink has faded, but I still hold it as a memory of that first time that I uh, that I stepped foot in this country and, and the beginning of the story. Well, that's incredible. And it's so interesting to see that everything has come full circle for you. A little bit, you know, again, like I said, you just sometimes you never plan for it. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just wonderful uh, to see how how it's how the story is progressing. Well, speaking of things that haven't been planned for, I want to shift gears a little bit to talk about uh, COVID. Yeah. Because, of course, at the start of COVID, every industry was affected. But I'm really curious to know specifically, how was hiring at American and the airlines industry in general affected, especially entry-level job positions? Well, it's no secret that, you know, such a tremendously trying time for, you know, certainly not just our business, but the industry overall, and for so many businesses, I, I would argue, you know, it was certainly, it has certainly been the most tough 18 months in my entire career navigating these past 18 months. But then together with the men and women of American who've, you know, gone through a lot, we, we saw a tremendous impact. I mean, we saw, as was very public, you know, the need to furlough thousands and thousands of our colleagues because overnight when this pandemic started to come about we went from you know uh, carrying 600,000 passengers a day to just maybe a couple hundred or a couple thousand and it's it's impossible to sustain a business when your revenue drops from um, you know a hundred percent to three percent and you, you know you have to be able to go through but just so incredibly proud of this team and certainly the leadership team to kind of navigate this because we made a commitment and together with the support from the government and then some incredible work by our finance and treasury teams, um, there was a lot of work done to be able to go and raise the money that we needed to, to, stay, uh, uh, to stay afloat. Uh, not knowing how or when this pandemic was going to uh, manifest itself. And so that dramatically affected hiring because, you know, certainly we stopped hiring to a large degree. But now, thankfully, as the country has started opening up, as we've started to see travel return, if you've traveled at any point since the 4th of July or really even Father's Day, you've seen fuller flights and busier destinations. 
And so that has dramatically increased our need to have people come and work at the airline. I would say over the course of the pandemic, we were still hiring for a number of our corporate roles, um, you know, whether that is revenue management or, or, or marketing or, or even within HR. Those roles were, you know, they were few and far between, but we were still, as, as the organization was evolving, as people were taking on different roles, but excited now for where we are. We just announced we're getting ready to hire, you know, nearly a thousand flight attendants, uh, you know, over a thousand pilots. We'll be hiring a number of folks in our reservations, a number of thousands of folks in our airports. And so it's exciting to see that at all functions of the airline, we're starting to see that recovery come back. Well, that is certainly encouraging to hear. And thank you for providing those insights to contextualize this discussion. And uh, another thing I'm curious about is how did COVID affect hiring processes for your positions? So uh, in, in a couple of ways, I would say, you know, one was we embraced far more the power of uh, video interviews, uh, you know, a, a little bit in the sense of what you and I are doing where, you know, yes, there's always a certain amount of comfort in terms of bringing people in person, you know, for certain roles. Well, look, you know, the world very quickly adapted to the technology that's needed to be able to, uh, to do things virtually uh, because we just had to, uh, you know, sometimes folks weren't able to travel. And then also dealing with some of the volume, this actually helped us. So we said, look, in, in for a lot of these roles, it can be convenient for the candidate and it can be convenient for the company as well for us to be comfortable doing this. I still don't believe it eliminates the need for in-person. Um, there's just something about being in the presence of another human being to be able to appreciate and understand their true spirit, their true character. You get a sense for the company, you get a sense of you know, what, what's buzzing, what's not. Those things are really difficult to do in, in what is a sterile environment of a video interview. But it's a necessary function now. And uh, I think it will be something that will be here to stay and, and will accelerate. I think you know, we just have to figure out ways to be able to do that better. Thanks for especially highlighting the fact that these changes are likely going to stay. That's something, of course, I'm interested to learn about the course of the season is how can young people adapt to these new changes in the hiring process? Because I think this is unexplored territory for a lot of us now. For sure. So switching over to the candidate's perspective, what do you think are some questions that every young person should ask themselves when considering a particular company or a job opportunity? So it's a great question, Alex. I would say that you know, this has at some level evolved, but also stayed fairly consistent over time if you've been willing to pay attention to it. You know, I think a lot of young folks, and look, uh, I'm, I'm hoping I wasn't too long ago in that bucket, but I know I'm now <laughs> far removed from ever being classified that way. But, you know, it's easy to get caught up into what's, you know, what's the pay rate? And then let me talk about everything else or, hey, you know, what are the benefits that they offer and then everything else? As a young person listening to this, you have got an incredible future in front of you. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're coming from. You have an incredible future in front of you, if only for the reason you get to determine and you get to decide what that future looks like. And so 
my exhortation at some level to to young folks as they're thinking about roles is less about how much can i make but more about what can i learn and what kind of people what kind of value system what kind of organization am i going to align with that will allow me to do that i can tell you over the course of my career and this is a data point of one so you can take it and you can say fine i'll put that in with everything else and consider it or i'll just toss it out do with it what you may you know when i was uh when i was uh, a rising uh, junior in in college getting finishing up my junior year and then becoming a, a you know a senior um i had to go do an internship and i was working for british airways at the time while i was going to school i was working in the airport and i remember going to my manager and saying hey you know what i'd love to do an internship at the corporate offices of british airways and at that point they said um you know what we actually don't have an internship program for you and we just never done it uh, anything like that and so i said i understand that's that's okay um cuz keep in mind this was after 9/11 and so there was a lot of you know um cost challenges and all the issues that were going on i said that's okay i don't need a program and guess what you don't even have to pay me i'll work for free i just want to learn and i was so fortunate that my managers at that point anet and anthony um they made it their mission to go figure out how to get this kid who was pestering them they went and talked to all of their senior leaders in new york and they figured out a way and they said hey here's a here's a a a scope of work that we can have thomas do and why don't you have him come out you know they were like hey look it costs us nothing we don't have to pay him anything great he wants to learn will teach him and um it was the best experience i ever had um the fun part of it also was at the end of week 1 they said hey we appreciate the work you're doing guess what we're going to pay you but i didn't go into it with the expectation of meeting that i went into it with the expectation of saying what can i learn and so now i want to go back to the hiring process Of course the job market is competitive as ever. So when you're considering a candidate, what do you think leaves a great impression with you? One timeliness. So I think people who it 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 kind of goes without saying a little bit, right? But it's remarkable how many times I hear about people who just don't show up on time. And I get it. Life happens, things go in, but the ability to plan for to be able to understand, it's interesting you know as we think about running an on-time airline we expect our candidates to be on time for their job interviews so it is something that is that goes without saying but it goes to show the professionalism and the way that it goes through um i remember just the other day i was going through one of our hiring events here and i was so proud to see uh you know a young man he was dressed to the nines i mean he was in a beautiful suit his shoes were polished up all the way through and it wasn't about the suit it wasn't about the polish on his shoes it showed that he cared enough and that makes such an impression those little things around that you are paying attention to the smallest details those leave a huge impression the the, the final thing i'll say and we could spend an hour just on this topic right but i think the other most really important thing that 
you want folks to appreciate that you want this job. It's so easy, again, to say, look, this is one of 15 jobs I'm applying to. I'm just grateful you gave me a call back. I'll talk to you. But if I don't get a sense that you really want to be here, i.e. by the questions you ask, oftentimes you get that dreaded question in the interview. What questions do you have for me? And you'd be shocked at the number of times I get people who say, well, I don't have any questions. And I'm like, you have no questions about what you want to, like you're, you're looking to commit the next few years to this company, hopefully. What questions, like be thinking about it, be energetic about it, be, be, in, be inquisitive, be curious. Those are things that will show that you want it. Your preparation, the way that you show up, all leave such a huge impression on the people that you'll be speaking to. I love those tips, especially the part about uh, paying attention to details. I think that's something that's easy to take for granted sometimes. But when an application is still just on paper, it's just a resume, it's just a cover letter, what are some ways you think young people can make themselves stand out as a candidate? I would say impact is a huge way people can stand out. I read a lot of resumes that, frankly, look like people copied and pasted the job description from their role and put it in the resume. So, you know, you could say, hey, look, I am responsible for accounts payable at my department. Let's just say that's an example. That's what somebody who's just saying, hey, look, I copied and pasted the job description and I put it into my resume. Okay, what I'm looking for is impact and people who have impact in their resume stand out to me. So not that I'm just responsible for accounts payable, Hey, I managed a portfolio of X million dollars or X hundred thousand dollars. We had, we were processing a hundred thousand invoices a month and we reduced the turn time from 28 days down to 24 days as a result of process improvements. You know, we were, we were able to create kind of, we, we achieved a best in class supplier partnership with A, B, and C. Those again, I'm not saying you have to say, look, I created, you know, I won the Nobel Prize for accounts payable or anything like that. It's, but it's being able to just even in one or two sentences, being able to show, hey, look, I was in this job. What did I do with it? Did I just do the job or did I allow myself to grow in the job and actually do it better? If, if you use that as a metric, I promise you, whether it's a part-time job all the way through to you being the chief executive of a company, if you go in and you say, I am going to do this job and leave the job better than I found it, whatever that looks like. And look, eventually we all will leave jobs. That's a fact. One way or another, we will. But if you go into it with the mindset of saying, look, I, I actually, and this may sound like, you know, gosh, optimistic, rose-colored glasses, but it's a simple but powerful truth. Leave the job better than you found it. And that doesn't mean, hey, look, I'm going to look in five years and leave it better. That's an everyday activity, right? It goes back to that notion of what Aristotle talked about, right? Excellence is a continual thing. It is not an act. It is a habit. And so it's not just, hey, let me be excellent today and then mediocre tomorrow and the day after. It is no, it is aspiring for that and aiming for that every single day. But if you take that attitude 
and you say, hey, look, how do I do this job better? That problem-solving mindset, that ability to say, hey, look, something can be improved, that's fantastic. You rack up a few of those in the job you're doing, I promise you, your shoulder will get sore by the number of people who will be tapping you saying, hey, come do this next thing. Hey, Alex, come do this next thing. Come do this next thing. Because everywhere you go, you're making it better. What better way to grow and learn than by doing that? I think there's no better note to end the interview on. Thank you so much for sharing those insights to help us all be more excellent. Thank you, Alex. And thank you to all of the listeners. If you're spending the time to listen to this, you're already making a huge step in making a big difference in this world and the people around you. So thank you. God bless you. And anything I can do to support you guys, know that uh, myself and American, we're here. Well, uh, one last question is, where can people go to learn about career opportunities at American? Jobs.aa.com. Jobs.aa.com. We are hiring. We are growing. We are excited about what the future is. and, And we hope to see you on board. Well, thank you so much again for your time. Thank you, Alex. All the best. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Mentor Moments. Make sure to follow us to stay up to date on the latest episodes and visit us on our website at mymentormoments.org or on Instagram at mymentormoments.